So what do Australians really think about religious liberty, especially the hiring practices of faith-based schools and hospitals and welfare groups? The Centre for Independent Studies commissioned a YouGov poll of 2,200 people. It got some interesting results. Peter Curty led the project. In the very broadest terms, this YouGov poll shows that Australians are pretty evenly divided when it comes to freedom of speech and to issues around religious freedom. Almost for every Australian who has a concern that the protections are not adequate or that free speech protections need to be enhanced, there is another Australian who thinks that things are okay as they are. Yes, I notice uh, 46% of Australians generally thought the protections were about right. One thing that did intrigue me, Peter, was that more Catholics thought that we had got the balance right than Protestants and members of other religions. Uh, what does that reveal? It was an interesting finding, and the the numbers are quite close. I think it was about 45% for Protestants and 54% for Catholics. So not a huge divergence, but nonetheless, more Catholics were satisfied with protections for religious freedom. Perhaps that's partly because Catholics feel more secure and more deeply embedded in Australian society through the presence of schools and faith-based organisations such as hospitals, and it gives them a greater, as it were, social or cultural confidence. But it was an interesting finding. Now here's where the rubber hits the road because you mentioned schools and this is where we do get to the public policy implications of these survey results. What do Australians think about the rights of schools, religious schools, to discriminate in favour of co-religionists when it comes to hiring? Our finding around this was interesting and it should be remembered that about 34% of uh, Australian children are in independent schools, in non-government schools, and that of those non-government schools, the vast majority are faith-based. So a substantial proportion of Australian students are in schools which are faith-based and which, and presumably for which the parents think it's an important feature of their children's education. So the parents believe putting their children into a school with a strong faith ethos is important. How does that play out though when it comes to attitudes to hiring staff? We did find that in our polling just over a third of respondents felt that that it was important for faith-based schools to be able to discriminate when it comes to employing staff, whereas 57% opposed this view, which we thought was interesting. And the number of don't knows was quite small. So the opinion around this is quite strong, and it would indicate that most of the respondents, most Australians, are not in favour of faith-based schools being able to discriminate when it comes to employing staff. The other side of that coin, as it were, is that if a faith-based school is not able to appoint staff who are sympathetic to the ethos of the school, gradually the ethos of that school will change. I did notice, though, in the research, Peter, that there does seem to be a large body of opinion that says even if schools can't discriminate when it comes to hiring people of the same religion, people who live out the religious ethos, there is a sympathy for the idea that such staff do need to observe the religious ethos though and if they don't they're subject to dismissal. This is a very difficult thing to prescribe in terms of precise 
policy, or certainly in terms of law, I don't think it's possible at all. A school will want to ensure that staff it appoints for whatever role will be supportive of what the school is about, and they would not want somebody to be appointed who would undermine what the school stands for. But in terms of what it means to support the ethos of a school, well, I think that's a very interesting question. Do you have to assent in doctrinal terms to every tenet of the faith, or do you simply have to be sympathetic to what the values of the school are, or the values propounded by that religious tradition are? Australians seem to think that doctrinal assent, requiring doctrinal assent, is going too far. How is this implemented, though, in government policy, in law? Because, as you know, Peter, we've now been going at this issue for three or four years, trying to determine whether there should be a specific national religious freedom law or laws to protect religious liberty. What are the public policy implications of this? You're right, this does have some history and of course the issue came to the fore in the debate about marriage equality, about same-sex marriage. And the Morrison government had two draft exposure bills proposing religious discrimination legislation. Neither of those bills succeeded. My own view is that although the Attorney General, Mark Dreyfus, has expressed a commitment to attend to these issues, this is not a priority for the Albanese government. And I think to an extent the issue has gone off the boil. There are people who are still concerned about it and who say we do need protections. Our finding, our research seems to indicate that this is actually not a matter of law and policy even, so much as, as it were, a cultural acceptance of the fact that we live in a very diverse society where different people believe different things and we need to accept the fact that people will have different points of view. I don't see how a law can offer that sort of protection. I don't see how a law can ensure that people think or act in a certain sort of way when it comes to religious belief. I think it needs to be a broader acceptance of diversity in our society. The, the polling conducted for us by YouGov indicates that Australians are not unsympathetic, as it were, to that point of view, and are generally sympathetic and supportive of their neighbours who may see the world differently and think about the world differently. But like all Australians, we don't want views that we don't agree with forced down our throats. You do say the figures indicate that this issue has eased a little bit as a political priority. It's not something that the Labour government can afford to ignore. Why is that? we segmented the sample along a number of different lines and one of those lines was party affiliation. Green supporters on the whole tended to be at one end of the scale as it were. Coalition supporters and non-aligned voters were more concerned about issues of freedom of speech, about protections of religious freedom, and Labour voters were sort of equivocal about this. Where a Labour government needs to be careful is that if they drift too far towards the Greens position, for example, they will lose the non-aligned voters and the so-called swing voters, and may find that in fact it's harder to attract their attention. So Labour will have to think about how it positions itself on this issue. Does it try to capture some coalition support or some non aligned support that tends towards the coalition or will it go towards a more radical Greens position? Look, just finally and more broadly, your survey was not just about attitudes to religious freedom, it was about Australians' attitudes to free speech generally. Are we a country of um, free speech libertarians? I mean, what does the data show, Peter? 
What the survey shows is that we are pretty evenly divided on this. We found that 44% of those surveyed thought that there should be some legal restrictions, whereas 47% thought the law should never impose restrictions on freedom of speech. Peter Curty of the Centre for Independent Studies. And you're with me, Andrew West, on air and at the ABC Listen app. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.